Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello everybody, welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My guest today is a new friend. Yes. We've just gotten acquainted recently. Yes, we have. This is Lisa Killian Cook. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad that you're here. We've had a couple of conversations. Yes. Just enough to convince me that this would be an awesome conversation. (laughs) It didn't take much, did it? Didn't take too much. No. Well, you know, what I found is when you connect with people who are connected to principles... Right. It can click pretty quickly. Instantaneously, I've found. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much at all. And so I noticed that about you. Now, like a lot of my guests, Lisa, you've had some history. Yeah. You right? could say that. <laughs> Is that fair? Ancient history, yeah. Yeah, you've been through some things. And I think without interfering with that too much on my end, I'd just love right. to to offer you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about you sure. and your story, where you're coming yeah. from, yeah. because there's some relevance to that whole story right. that we'll get to as we right. as we develop our conversation. But talk to us a little bit about that. Who are you? What are you Who up to? Who am I? Well, you know, I'm a lot of things. And I can't just say I'm one thing, but, you know, I started out, as the sixth child of eight in a, in a family where my father was a traveling salesman. So he, well, he was a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of moving around. Um, I moved probably every two years growing up, never in the same place. Um, mm-hmm. But always probably, we, we spent a lot of time moving around in the same town. But I would mm-hmm. be in different elementaries, you know, different neighborhoods. So growing up, I learned very quickly that life changes. And either you go yes. with it or you're miserable. And so I mm-hmm. think as a young child, I picked up on that. You know, one of, one of the worst things and best things that happened to me was my family decided to move my senior year in high school. And I had been going to school with all of these kids my whole life. The same friends all Same friends, everything. Mm -hmm. And my senior year, they decide to move me to all places, Evanston, Wyoming. I mean, Uh. nobody that I have ever talked to has wanted to move to Evanston, Wyoming. (laughs) With apologies to you of you listeners who live in Evanston. It's a good story, though, because it turned out (laughs) fantastic. It was what I needed to become who I was, you know, I, I yeah. took it with this thing as I get to be whoever I want to be because nobody knows me. Right. So like I, a fresh start. Yes. And so I went in there and I did things that I wouldn't have done back at the old town. Right. So I did drama, which wasn't popular in the high school that I was in. I did plays. I, I got to sing. I got to make new friends. Some of the dearest friends I still have today I met because I think it was my attitude. You know, I went in there mm-hmm. saying, this is going to be awesome. You know, I wasn't always awesome, you know, obviously, but it was just, I get to do, I get to choose who yeah. I want to show up as. And so that was my first inkling of, you know, things can be hard, 
but sure. I can change it. I can make it better. And mm-hmm. so, you know, after, after high school and my parents moved back a year later, back to the same town. So, back to where you moved from. Yes. And so, oh. you know, I'm the only child out of eight that didn't graduate from um, Pace in high school. You mm-hmm. know, I am a red devil from Evanston, from Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. You know, so it was something that sets me apart from my siblings. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it just made me part of who I was and learning to overcome things that were hard for me as a senior in high school, a 17-year-old girl. Right. But I, I took that and went on to college and didn't do so well in college. Hmm. I was there for the wrong reasons and um, looking for the man as the plan kind of thing because that's kind mm. of how I was raised. You know, you get married, you'll have children, and that's your plan. Mm-hmm. My plan had always been from 15. I was be- I was going to go out and be a country music singer. That's what I wanted to do. Oh. I, I loved music. But my mother, coming from this type of you know thought process, although she wanted good things for me, mm-hmm. she sure. kind of asked, you know, kind of, I probably perceive it differently than she would see this conversation going down, but she's like, you know, you can't do that. You, that's like way out there. We don't do those kind of things, right? Mm. You know, so just, you know, just find a nice man just and be change a mom your plans, and, change and, your dreams. You know, that's safe. And, you know, I'm sure she was just doing what she thought was best, but to me, that mm-hmm. kind of set me on another direction it it set me as not being able to think higher you know Mm. it was like okay so I'm gonna go to college and the only reason I'm gonna go to college is to find my future husband so I didn't take my studying seriously I I just kind of flitted along and you know and that was my fault Mm. because I had all of availability to choose what I wanted to do. Sure. But I listened to other people. That and, happens so much, doesn't it? Oh. The, the, the other voices around us just take us off track. The more I become aware of that, the more I see it. You know, and I do it to my yeah. own children today sometimes. And I, I have to say, okay, stop. Wait stop. a minute. What are you mm-hmm. doing? You know, this is their dream. They get to follow up. Whether you think it's going to be a great plan or not. Right. You're going to support them because that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And they get to learn. You know, they can either trip and fall and that's okay. You know, sure. they get to choose their plan. So, you know, I've kind of, I've kind of had to catch myself a couple times with mm-hmm. that. But, you know, it's been, it's been a great ride. I, I eventually came home and decided to um, try. I, I let a lot of things hold me back. Mm-hmm. So, so bad that I was married for maybe five years and had had an expired license for five years because I had anxiety about going and renewing my license. It got to be that point where I just didn't want to try anything. And I was... Just living in fear, really? I was depressed. You know, and Mm -hmm. I... I had two children and I gained weight. I was, I'd always been a little chunky in, in school and in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't consider me o- obese or overweight, you know, as bad as that, but never, never feeling comfortable in my own skin. Always, 
trying to please other people. Oh, kind there's, of thing. there's so many comparisons out there. Yeah. I'm just thinking, Lisa, that so many people see themselves as being some kind of abnormal. Yes. When really they're pretty normal. They're normal. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. But the media images right. or the other things that are out there to create a comparison, a right. standard. Yes. They just they get in our head sometimes yes. and this is kind of what happened to you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, big time. So, you know, 5 years into two children, I'm I'm driving around on an expired license. Mm. And my brother is a police officer. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was joking, what would happen if somebody pulled me over and I didn't have a, you know, my license had been expired? And he looked at me and he says, go get your license renewed, you know. Before I arrest yes, you and exactly. take you, right? So I just decided, okay, I'm going to do this after driving around illegally for five years. And I was so nervous. It was so scary to me, but I knew, I, I just knew. It's time. It's time to stop living this way. Mm-hmm. So I thought I had to go drive around and take the driver's test, which was the big thing that was scaring me away. I didn't want to drive with somebody else in the driver's seat with me. All I had to do was go take the you know, written the test. The written test yes. and get and, your picture. You know, I could have just shot myself you know, figuratively mm-hmm. because it was so easy. Mm-hmm. But I had made it so hard in my head. In your own mind. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, so bad that I would not go places where they would ID me to write a check because I didn't have a valid license, you know. So mm-hmm. I was finding all these ways to live, but not really live. I was skirting around everything. And um, right. I think it came to head that day, but it didn't really sink in. Until um, the birth of my third son. And um, I had a uterine rupture during, during um, delivery with him. Mm-hmm. And I was um, sitting alone in my hospital room. He, he was born at Utah, um, Orem Community Hospital. And mm-hmm. they life-flighted him to Utah Valley. And um, he had gone without oxygen for 37 minutes. So he was in critical, critical condition when he was born. And I was left at the Orem Community Hospital. And um, when I was in ICU, and after they had moved me to a regular room, I was, everybody had gone home. My husband was at the hospital with our son. Mm-hmm. And I just had this, I was listening to all the sounds around me of people laughing people, you know, babies crying. And I was feeling very sorry for myself. You know, like, how can this happen to me? You know, this wasn't part of my plan. Not what you had in mind. Not what I had in mind. Exactly. You know, I was expecting, he was eight pounds, three ounces when he was born. Big, beautiful baby. Wow. And um, the biggest baby in the NICU. I mean, everybody else was one pound, you know, preemie, yeah. preemie. And here's this big, fat, beautiful little baby. And um, I was touched by the Spirit very strongly that just said, you know, we all have journeys, and this is His journey. <sighs> and I sat on that that night just by myself, surrounded with this peaceful feeling that, you know, everybody's journey is different. That's for sure. And because this was His journey, I was able to say, you know what, I'm okay with this. I'm going to be okay because I have a choice. I can either be mad at God 
and and fight this inevitable situation that's going on, mm-hmm. or I can accept it as his journey, and I get to be a part of this beautiful journey that he gets to take, whatever it takes. And at that time, we didn't know whether he was going to live or if he was going to pass on. Mm-hmm. And he passed on um, seven days after he was born. Oh, wow. But it was a beautiful experience to me. And I'm not saying it wasn't hard, because it was very hard. Oh, absolutely. But I just had that aha moment after I felt that just incredible deep peace that this is his journey and I get to be a part of it and it can be a positive thing or it it can be a negative thing and then it just Mm. hit me right then there's choices we always have a choice and I started from that day on just starting to live that way that I have a choice whether God brings me through it or to it, you know, um, I get to make a choice. That is so powerful. Yeah. That realization right there, Lisa, I think that's the key. Yeah. When we see it, when we see the choice, because until you see it, it's not a choice. No, no. You, and so many of us live through life thinking that life happens to us, right? Right. Happens to us. Happened to me. And I, at times, and I'm not perfect at it, you know, but... What? Yeah. Shocker, <laughs> huh? I'm not perfect. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and I don't even know if I want to be perfect right now because I'm enjoying the lessons that I get to learn as I yeah. keep going through life. Because if I was perfect, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get to experience the, the deep, heart-wrenching sadness or the just exuberant high that I can feel. Yeah, the ride. Yeah. And it is a roller coaster. It is, is. but it's a thrill one. You know, you put your hands up and you just scream all the way down. It's 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 a blast. I know there's more to this story, and as we come back from this break, we'll dig into some of the principles that you've learned. Okay. uh, Through this experience, and I know there's more too. Yeah, there is. So this is Lisa Killian Cook at Live on Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. on purpose radio listeners the fact that you're listening to this show probably means that you're a fan of personal development your personal development library should include copies of both of my books pathological positivity and the pocket-sized companion portable positivity there's a dot com for both titles so you can share these books with others i also have a special offer just for listeners of the show Go to drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R for Live On Purpose Radio. I'll send you signed copies of both for a special discounted rate. That's drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R. Welcome back. Thank you. Here we are at Live On Purpose Radio. I've got Lisa Killian Cook with me here today. And I'm hearing from your story, Lisa, that there are 
challenges, difficulties, hardships that come up. Yes. Uh, you shared with us before the break in the first half of the show that that you had this beautiful baby boy who, for all intents and purposes, should have been fine. Yes. But passed away. Yeah. Just a week after his birth. Right. And for those of you who are listening who have experienced this, you know what heartache that brings. Lisa, you're adding a different aspect to this, though, because you're right. talking about the richness right. that it brings as well. And as you accepted that that's his journey mm-hmm. and you get to ride along, right? Um, it's not your job to change it no. or to insist that it be different. Right. And that wasn't your last experience. No. Because you, you lost another baby. Right. A little later on. Yes. Um, you've had challenges with your health. You shared with me. Right. That you you gained some weight. And I congratulated you. A little you. You bit, sure. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excited that I can weigh 280 pounds. That 280. Was like, yeah. Woohoo. You know, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. Eating my mm-hmm. feelings, not knowing how to to process grief, you know, even though I had that peaceful feeling after, um, Joshua passed away. And then when I had our next, um, daughter, Ashley, and she passed away an hour after she was born, I still felt a little empty, you know, just life wasn't always going the way I wanted it to go. And I've learned at a young age that food brought me that, that loving feeling, you know. Yeah, you know, well, that, it's almost an escape. Oh, it's, it is. It is, most definitely. And so, yeah, I had experienced a little depression after each of my children were born. You know, I had two healthy mm-hmm. children prior to that, and then the loss of these two. So I started eating. Um, I think I've been eating a lot, even when I was a child. You know, being six mm-hmm. of eight kids is not an easy thing to be a part of. And sometimes so, you get left behind a little bit. And so I think I've always your companion, went to, yeah. your uh, your self medication. Yeah, he was my best friend. That give me a yeah. good donut or something like that, you know. And I was pretty happy. And I just and I didn't I didn't get out and exercise, you know. I was pretty sedentary. I didn't want to do a lot of things because one, I didn't feel good about myself. Right. And and so I let it become an issue. And you know, thankfully. There was, I had a gastric bypass um, a Mm -hmm. year after I had lost my daughter. And um, in many ways, it was very helpful to me. And in many ways, it hasn't been helpful to me. Um, But I did lose the the weight. I got down to 140 pounds, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was able to start living a different life. You know, and as I started on that journey, mm-hmm. things started coming my way of, of health and nutrition and positive thinking. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was in Hawaii with my parents and we were at a conference and I listened to Mark Victor Hansen on stage. Oh, yeah. And I just, the possibilities of thinking positively, you know, Back in the early 90s, 80s, that wasn't a big deal. You know, thinking positively was kind of frou-frou, new age stuff. You know, a lot of people weren't into that kind of thing. But I just grabbed onto that little nugget. I thought, you know, I can change my life by just being positive about what I'm thinking. Hmm. 
And so I started started following different people, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just picking up the nuggets. And I found that even though I can make choices, sometimes it's just the choice of thinking differently in my head that can make all the difference in, in, and it has in my life. You know, I've, we've experienced just challenges, you know, um, it hasn't been yeah. smooth sailing. It affected our marriage. It affected my children. Um, sure. A lot of these things, you know, so we just kind of learned that you keep taking a step forward. It's, it's how you do anything in this life. It's how you climb Mount Everest. You just take one mm-hmm. step forward and you just keep doing it. You don't stop. You just keep moving forward. Right. You know, Lisa, my listeners are all very familiar with positivity. It's right. what we talk about all exactly. the time at Live On Purpose Radio. Right. And one of the reasons you're here today. Yes. Um, you're sharing with us that there is a very practical, a very real application yes. to life. Yep. It actually improves life. And you're, you're a living, breathing example of that. Yeah. Can you share with us just how that works for you? What did you notice as you started to apply that well, principle? I started living intentionally. Like on purpose, on maybe? On purpose, yes. What? So I would wake up, and after I'd get everybody to do whatever, you know, what moms do, clean up everything, uh-huh. I, made, I made an effort to say, okay, what is my intention for today? How do I want today to look? Now, like I said, I'm not perfect, so it didn't always go down the way I wanted, but my intention was set. Okay, I'm going to be happy nice. today. I'm going to be nice to my children today. I'm going to be choice, loving to my purpose. husband. Yes. And if they say something or somebody says something that might hurt my feelings or something, it's okay because my purpose is I am going to be happy today. And so I, I did that. Mm-hmm. Most days. I'm not going to say every day because, you know. Well, right. But how many, how many days were better because you did that? Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Every day. And we've got this perfection standard. It's just like the, the media images of what our bodies are supposed to oh, look yeah. like. Oh, yeah. It's an unrealistic standard. None of us will ever live up to that. Well, we as human beings tend no. to have weaknesses. Have you noticed? Oh. Mm. I don't know if I've noticed that, but yeah. yeah but you'll pay more attention. <laughs> uh, I will, yes. Yeah. It's the, welcome to Earth, people. Yeah. It's it's the way we're built. It's the way we're designed. And so I, of course you're going to have yeah, and I think up times and down times. Sometimes we want to be so perfect. You know, we we kind of bang our heads against that mm-hmm. brick wall. You know, if only I was this. If only I was that. Well. You can, but you got to live on purpose. You've got to have an intention every day when you wake up or go to bed, you know, routines, you know, that set that intention for that day. Because I found that mm-hmm. living the, any way the wind blows was just not making me happy. Uh, I had to go out with intention. Today, I am going to be nice. Today, it changed. You know, I'm not going to say our marriage is perfect. It's getting there, you know. But when I wake up and I say intentionally today... I'm going to be kind to my husband. I'm going to say nice things. I'm not going to critique every little thing he does. Mm. It makes the day go by faster. And and he appreciates it too. Well, he does. I hope. <laughs> I hope he does. You know, and I, and with my children yeah. too, you know. I I could very have easily turned into that nitpicking, angry, ornery, brutal mom 
you know, that some Which type is, of strategy has turned people into. You know what? That's kind of a reflection of, of the self-talk that's right. going on, too. Right. Because do you remember the times when you were nitpicking and, yes. and just brutalizing yourself and your right. own thoughts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That tends to bubble out and you yeah. get to share it with other people, too. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's when I would go down into that eating, you know, get my bowl of ice cream or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I deceived myself thinking, oh, you know, I don't eat that much. I don't do it like that. You know, you can deceive yourself. I'm not that mean. I'm not that negative. Mm-hmm. But when you don't put your intentions out there every day, you, you fall back into those patterns. Right. And so I just have learned that when I set out and I have that plan, whether it's on the piece of paper in front of me, whether it's, you know, just in my head, when I set out with an intention, mm-hmm. I can make better choices. So it's intention and choices that I go hand in hand because I find right. myself catching myself. Oh, what was my intention here? Mm-hmm. That's not quite going the way I want it to do. So now I got to change, you know, how I'm going to redirect this. And, you know. Which you can do once you've made that choice. Right. And you become intentional about it. Yes. Yes. And probably it happens in that order. You have to see that it's a choice. Yeah, you do. Otherwise, you just let life push you around and it's yeah. like, well, I feel this way and uh, there's no other way to feel. Right. And then you become a victim. Everything, right. You, you go into that victim mentality that life is hard and everything is hard and nothing goes right. And, you mm-hmm. know, and you, you slide down that slide very quickly to where it leads to to depression and and you stop being able to move forward in life because you're a victim of everything that happens around you unless you Mm. live intentionally unless you live on purpose you know then you can Mm. see that you're not a victim you're a victor you know you you are in charge of your own life and you get to choose you get to choose you you've illuminated another principle he says you're as you're describing this process because without the intention right you get default yes and default is down right yeah is yeah. that a oh. consistent principle in your yes. life yes yes i i lived defaulting to everything you know mm-hmm. oh when i was younger it was you know you made me mad you know right you did this to me. The older I get, I find like, yeah, they might have not have been the nicest to me, but I get to choose whether I get, I'm offended or not. And um, sometimes I don't choose. Mm-hmm. I choose to be offended. And, you know, I, I end up clear over yeah. here on the swing of it. And I think, okay, here I am. How would I get here? Well, I made the choice. I'm not going to be a victim because mm. I know better. But I made the choice, so here I am. What am I going to do to write it and bring it back to where I need to go? And another observation that goes right along with that, not choosing right. is a choice. It is. It it's is. a choice for default. If you don't have a, an intention mm-hmm. to choose that, you do. It's like, where do you want to go for dinner? Well, I don't know. I don't care. But you really do care. You really know what you want. So you end up going somewhere you don't want to go because you didn't tell your husband or somebody mm-hmm. else, you know, that you didn't want to Make go Make your intentions clear. Yes. Choose. Yep. And then you cannot blame uh, other people. It. Can't blame. So, Lisa, 
some of our listeners might feel inclined to reach out to you, sure. to contact you. You've yeah. got some some rich life experience that yeah. you're willing to share. I am. I'm, and folks, an Lisa book. shares in a number of ways. Uh, you've got some things coming up. Yeah, I've that got a book people coming can up. Watch for the book, the yes. website. Um, some of that is still in development because, yes. like every aspect of life, we are where we are. Yeah. And yep. we're working on an upgrade. Yep, yep, we are. So Every neat day. things coming for you. Right now, people could get a hold of you best through email. Is that correct? That's correct. My email is Lisa Killian, K-I-L-L-I-A-N, cook, at gmail.com. Easy. Lisa Killian, cook. Yes. At gmail.com. Folks, reach, reach out to Lisa if you feel a connection there. And you also speak and you provide yes. messages to yes. groups. So um, a lot of resources you're, you're willing to share. Yes, Thank you for absolutely. that. Yes. As we wrap up, is there, is there some final thought or message that you want to leave our listeners with? You know, really what it comes down to is when you decide in your, you know, bring it to your heart and in your head, you decide that life is only worth living when I choose to live in tension and to be happy no matter what comes my way, because that's my intention. My intention is to be happy. Um, mm. There's nothing that can bring you down. Nothing, you know, because you've already made that choice. Ah, so it's beautiful. It's an anchor. Beautiful and powerful. Thank you so much for yeah. joining us today at Live on Purpose Radio. You're welcome. Anytime. Okay, folks, it's time. Go live on purpose. Yeah.